0: Little Grace Long Beach, those of you who are with us here in person, those of you who are streaming, I'd like to welcome you to our Remember Rightly service, Remembering Rightly service. Uh, so those of you at home, if you want to get prepared for this service, it's a pretty interactive service for those of us in person want it to be interactive for you streaming as well. You might want to get some uh, pieces of paper uh, and something to write with because you'll be Writing things down those of you in here you should have received some pieces of paper as well Um, And if you haven't you can raise your hand and somebody will come around and hand those to you Uh, and just one more thing in terms of uh, Well an announcement is somebody or somebody told me. I think it was Jen Vanderflu It said we need we need one person to help in the toddlers this morning, so we don't close that class So if any of you are interested in working with toddlers, thank you, Eric Balmer. Grateful for that. Appreciate it. Um, All right, so our remembering rightly service. Now, this is the time for us to take stock of the past year and look forward to the coming year. But we intend for this looking back and this looking forward to be an act of worship. Now, this whole New Year's thing is naturally a time when we take stock of the past year, of what's happened, you know, all the best of lists, um, albums, books, movies. We write these things down, but we also think about the year to come. We want to be better eaters, we want to be better exercisers, we want to be better journalers, we want to be more present, we want to be on our phone less. We want to be slower, we want to be more restful. We resolve to do more, we resolve to do different things. This is obviously a time we look back, we look forward. And so at this hinge, this moment of this year's passing, and then the one we're going to be entering into, we want God to be at the center of it. We want God to be at the center of our taking stock and of our looking forward. And so that's what makes this opportunity this morning together different than from all the other ways that we or our culture thinks about the past year and the one to come. Because all of this remembering, all of this considering is done before God's presence. Again, it becomes an act of worship. And so we're going to be doing three things this morning. First is we're going to remember rightly. We're going to think back over the past year. Now, for some, this is going to be a time of joy. For others, a time of grief. Certainly, for most, a time of both. Second, we're going to look forward. We're going to commit to trusting God with what lies ahead in 2022. This will include naming our hopes and our fears for this next year. And then finally, we're going to enthrone God as king. He's already king, but we're going to acknowledge that he is Lord over history, over the world, over our church, over our lives. So we're going to remember rightly. We're going to remember forward. We're going to enthrone God as king. And so here's what brings us together this morning. It's the common experience that God is merciful and that through Jesus, he moves towards us in his mercy. So we all need, desperately need the forgiveness of Jesus, and that levels everything. And so we have nothing to prove to each other in this time. We don't have to be stronger than we really are. We don't have to be more optimistic than we might seem today. We can be simply who we are, Where we are. But we also don't have to be more negative or more morose if we're not there. We can hold these two things in tension. That's what we're doing this morning. So, whatever your joy, whatever your pain, whatever your hope, whatever your fear, bring that before God today. I'd like to pray as we enter into this space. God of history, God of mercy, God of grace. Help us to come before you in a posture of openness, of honesty, of a willingness to bring our lives, our pasts, our joys, our pains, our futures, our hopes, our fears before you. You're the God who cares, you are the God who is compassionate. You don't want us to hold anything back. Thank you for being that type of God. So in that invitation, help us, Father, to be willing to trust you with what we have. In Jesus' name, amen. So, joys. this past year, our church celebrated the birth of children. And these children are very specific blessings to the community, so it's worth spending time to name them. And now, of course, these are the ones that I was able to find out about, and there might be more. But we celebrated the birth of Cash Harris. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's Grandma leaving the clap on that one. The birth of Jalen Tripp. And also the birth, this is a recent birth, so I don't even know the name yet, of Baby Fiorillo. Okay, yeah, it's good. <laughs> but joy in our community also extends beyond births to engagements, to weddings, to baptisms. There were children who became part of this church family by way of adoption, the bear bear children, on a landmark. We also celebrated the fact that there are at least eight children being fostered among our community. There were high school graduations, college graduations, Again, the list goes on of the things that have brought us joy. And now, children, you're in here. I want you to be thinking of the things that made you happy. Maybe joy, you don't understand that word. But what were some of the things this last year that made you happy? Maybe it was was an accomplishment. Maybe it was making a new friend. Maybe it was that you thought school was going to be so scary, but it turns out you liked it. What made you happy? Now, of course, with the joys, there are always pains deep grief, part of our community. I mean, this continuing and ever-evolving pandemic is something that brings us pain. It's taken millions of lives. It's created isolation. It's fractured relationships. And not just because of that, but we also grieve potentially lost friendships or friendships or relationships that have been strained, failing marriages, Perhaps the hopelessness or the, the exhausting trying of a, being able to conceive, chronic sickness and disease. I mean, the list goes on of the different pains that we might experience. And, of course, there's the deep grief that's caused by that great enemy of God, death. And so here are some of the deaths represented by this community. Ethan Fleming, Clarence Davis, Paul Rainis, Gene Clonch. And now while these are names of people directly connected to this church community, this list doesn't reflect all of the different people, the lost loved ones that you may know or may be grieving. So I'd actually like to do something a little bit different than we usually do, is kind of leave some space right now. Now, if there's a loved one that you or your family have lost this last year, I'd like for you to say that name aloud, just the name, so that we can hold it together as part of our remembering rightly. my Aunt Pat. So now we're going to give you time to reflect on the past year. And thank you to those who took that risk. It's an important thing to do. It's part of what it means to remember, as hard as it might be. So we're going to remember both the gifts and the hurts. And we're going to bring them before God. So as I said at the beginning, you should have received two pieces of paper. Now, on one of them, I'd love for you to write or draw symbols, pictures, or words that capture the gifts and the joys, the things that made you happy from 2021. And on the other, I want you to write or draw symbols, pictures, or words that capture the hurt and pain from 2021. And then after you're done, what you're going to do is you're going to pass them to the center then people are going to collect them, and you see these strings behind me. We're going to put them up on the strings as a way to remember rightly what it is that has come to mind that we've brought before God. So to explain it as simply as I can, it is good to praise God for the good things, but it is also an act of worship to bring before God the things that have hurt. He wants all of us. He wants everything And so this is a moment to bring those things before God.
1: into the center aisles and they'll be gathered and actually hung on these strings while we're worshiping and the reason why we do that is because we keep those joys and pains before us in our worship we don't discard them and just throw them away so um, the greeters will collect those as we stand and we'll continue in our worship together When strength is over
0: Actually, you can stand because <laughs> we're going to say a responsive prayer together. Who has listened to our joys indescribable and our groans unspeakable? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who has provided food, shelter, friendship, work, and rest? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who has healed the afflictions among us? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who has brought friends back together and mended families torn apart? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who has forgiven us for sin unseen and brought liberation from addiction? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who has been our rock when the ground around us has given way? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who tenderly carried us through times of unbearable hardship and loss? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who knows those deep pains in our hearts of which even we are not aware? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who stores our tears in a bottle, tears shed in secret? Only you, Lord Jesus. Who else was with us in our joy and grief, in our victories and defeats? through everything this past year. Only you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. So while we've looked back, we're going to turn our attention now to the future. In just a couple of minutes, we'll have the opportunity to write our hopes and fears for 2022 on these pieces of paper that you see to your left and right. And kids, when we say hopes and fears, we mean the things that you're most excited for, or maybe the things that make you nervous, the things maybe you're scared about. Maybe like a new baby or brother, a new baby or brother, a new baby brother or sister that's coming into the family. Perhaps that's something you're both excited for. Maybe you're also nervous about it. Maybe you're going to have a birthday soon. That's something that makes you excited, going on a fun trip. But as you think about getting nervous, maybe it's starting in a new school. Maybe it's an upcoming move that you're going to make, or that you just made. Maybe it's making new friends. What are you most excited for? What are you most nervous for? Adults, what are you hopeful for? What are you fearful might happen? See, as followers of Jesus, this is important for us to do. Because looking forward to the future doesn't just have to be about making a new me or doing the things I always wish I had time to do. This year, for sure, it's going to happen. We have the opportunity to do something different, which is to entrust our lives, our hopes, our fears, to the one who's created all things to the one who is Lord over all. See, as we give words to our hope and our fears, what we're acknowledging is that we don't have control over our lives. What we're forced to do is to depend upon God. And this is the posture that God wants us to have, one of dependence, one of, one of entrusting. James 4, 13 through 15 reminds us, come now, you who say today or tomorrow will we'll we'll go into such and such a town, and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. See, in naming our hopes and our fears, we acknowledge that we cannot make the future the one we want it to be. We need to entrust our lives to the God who holds us despite what might happen. Psalm 139 comes to mind. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. See, kids, this speaks of a God who holds on to you no matter where you might be or where you might go. So, as we entrust our hopes and fears to God, we hand over the things that we desperately want to see happen, the life we so desperately want to make, the things we so desperately want to avoid, and we entrust them to Jesus. Because as Jesus says, your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So, we acknowledge together in naming our hopes and fears that God will be with us through it all. And so, here are the instructions. In just a moment, there's going to be an opportunity for you to go to the sides. And on the pieces of paper, you can write what you're hopeful for, what gets you excited, or what you're fearful of, or what makes you nervous as you think about 2022. Now, parents, certainly this might require, as it did before, to talk with your kids about what they're excited about, what they're fearful of. But there's also an opportunity to be prayed for. If, this is, if writing it down seems like a step that you need to take, but it simply isn't enough for you to make it through another day, then there are people who want to pray with you to help you entrust your life to God.